innovation is in our veins Soon the whole world will know our names Sharing our knowledge and freedom reign We here for the people, you know it's our way Setting foundations is part of the dream It doesn't matter if you're new to the game Listen up now, cause we all gon' say Ugh. Elevate, elevate, elevate Higher, elevate, elevate, elevate Higher, we gon' rise up Shine. Work through adversity, stay on the grind. Elevate, elevate, this is our time. Elevate, elevate. Welcome to the Elevate Podcast, everyone. So good to see all of you one more time. We are back on the show. Josh Dalton. And we are here to electrify the thousands and thousands of you that are listening. We're very grateful. I'm I forgot that you're not I'm grateful. I forgot you're not a wrestling fan, so that was my bad. Is that a? That's like that was a oh. catchphrase from The Rock, but he says millions. <laughs> but I also I watched wrestling, but The oh, Rock yeah. wasn't a wrestler when I watched wrestling. Oh yeah, it just shows us our uh, <laughs> generational gap on that one. But um, again, so grateful to have you guys on the show and listening uh, today. We got some great stuff planned. But before we get into it, just want you know if you are listening on Spotify or watching on YouTube, Apple Music. Or any of those types of platforms, please take the time to subscribe, and so you can be notified for our next episode. That'd be super awesome. Yeah, share it on your socials mm-hmm. and, and subscribe and bell notification. Yeah, hit it all, and then follow us as well on Instagram and LinkedIn. We're all on there too. We'd be super grateful because we've uh, we've had a good good run so far. Absolutely. We want to keep doing this. Life is good, and uh, spreading the word helps us out a ton. Exactly, so appreciate it. it. Means a lot. So. Today, it's just, as you said, just Josh and Dalton. We uh, have it's a nice solo episode after a great last episode with Atay and Jax. We're grateful to uh, be back. Uh, be back. And, you know, we, as much as we love having guests on because it's always fun. Um, it's nice to have a... Yeah, just the, just the trio. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Max here. Hi. Yeah, did you see the face I made when you didn't include her in the... In the intro? Oh, I thought you were laughing at me because I was looking at the camera. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're going to skip over Mac. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I'm just here behind the scenes. Mac's just pushing the buttons. <laughs> we appreciate it so much. Thank you. Because okay. we love you. Love you guys too. Even though you're a little confused with your Red Sox hat and your Raptors shirt. But, you know, we'll leave it at that. Okay. Two different sports. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Well, we're safe from it. <laughs> but, yeah, so we also have a great run of guests here in the next three weeks. Uh, we actually, yeah, we just landed another guest for three weeks from now, Daniel Bartek. Lovely. Of Ace Brewing, who they launched like a large amount of companies in the alcohol space and as well as in the uh, cannabis space. Cool. Yeah. I'm so excited for that. That'd be dope. And, uh, but tonight. Yeah, dude. Just us. Just us. There's some stuff I want to get into. Let's see. Those who I know who are in Halifax specifically really want to get into it. I know it's the same type of issues that are going on in other parts of the country, also in the States. For sure. But real estate. Yeah. It's hot right now. Totally. We love those in those uh, those interest rates that Dude. are nothing that I'm pretty much not paying interest on, it feels like. This is like the time to loan money or to lend to to borrow. To borrow money. Sorry, yeah. yeah, this is the time. It really is the time. Yeah. Like you can get something as low I was saw today, you can get something as low as one point three five percent. That's literally prime plus one. That's isn't ridiculous. It? Well, that's just prime. Yeah, that's. I think that's just prime. Plus point one. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. So the bank's making like no money. No. So that's 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 literally, insane. That's free money. Yeah, pretty much in a lot of ways. So, obviously, right now, me and Kelsey have been kind of probably feeling very similar to a lot of 
people our age right now mm-hmm. is there's a lot of people who are over leveraging themselves. Totally. Um, that, that happens. And then in um, a climate like this, cause FOMO sets in, Yeah, you know, uh, where you just, everyone else is buying and you feel like things are just going to keep going up. You're never gonna be able to afford it. So you end up buying something that's super overpriced. Yeah. And you could get caught. Yeah. Uh, I know Halifax is getting to be as, as essentially right now is a similar t- climate to Toronto. Totally. In a lot of ways. Um, but at least you can still buy something really nice for seven hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, we're at least like yeah in Toronto, seven hundred thousand. Like it's gonna get you a uh, eight hundred square foot bungalow. Yeah, which I actually can testify that actually is the case. Yeah, I came across a six hundred thousand dollar house in the middle of Weston. Oh, and uh, for six hundred thousand dollars, and that needed to be torn down. So not even like pro- Toronto proper. No, not even nice. Not even livable. Oh, you know, I'm. I wow. hope I hope we don't end up getting that here, but I get the oh, feeling it's coming. Gonna, dude. It's, it's gonna move towards it. I've, yeah, if you don't want to, if you don't want to move to Hamilton Plains, you gotta step your money up. Yeah, straight up. That's like where we're going. 100 percent. That's kind of where we're like me and Kelsey are. Like we've, uh, we've always kind of gone back and forth of like, do we kind of stay within mm-hmm. like the core of the HRM, right? Like, or do we kind of boot it out to the outskirts a little yeah. bit? And we've gone back and forth on that quite a bit. We think we've come to a decision that we want to boot out. Cool. Um, mainly because that's kind of how Kelsey was raised. She right. kind of grew up in the sticks in New Hampshire. Yep. Lots of space. Yep. Uh, and, uh, but still had, had, you know, she was only 45 minutes away from driving to Boston. Right. So it was kind of nice. Yep. Uh, so we're kind of thinking about doing something similar. And I mean, that's the thing is there's a ton of, you know, you can go like outskirts of Bedford, Hammonds Plains, Sackville, Fall River. It's like 30 minutes on the highway to downtown. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Not at all. But even those areas, people are finding those areas and the, they're spiking like crazy. Oh, there's definitely, I mean, what Halifax is feeling, everyone's feeling, but it's just, it's relative yeah. to the area. You know, home in Hammonds Plains by nature is not worth as much as a home in the peninsula. Right. So it's, you know, that's relative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's kind of like where we're at right now. We're kind of f- trying to figure out, like, for example, like there is a beautiful home in Lawrencetown. Oh, that uh, j- was listed for seven thirty-five. Wow, um, was pending within three days. Totally. Dude, like, I mean, there's homes going crazy. for two hundred thousand over asking. Oh yeah, it, we're here now. It's crazy. I'm like genuinely interested, like how much mine would go for at this point. Um, there's a lot of houses around us that are giving me an inclination of how much it would go for. Yeah, but. I um I'm in the game of trying to invest. Yeah, I'm not. I don't want to just cash out. Uh, I want to keep growing our portfolio. Yeah, keep going from there. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to keep our current home as a rental. Of course. You know, especially when I found out how much I can rent it for. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's double what I pay for it. Yeah. Which oh, is I imagine. Crazy. Um, in that area, so it's like, how many bedrooms is it? That's a two bedroom. Two bedroom, one bathroom. Uh, one and a half bathroom. Oh, that's sick with yeah. heat pump and everything. Yeah, that's awesome. So, what did you think you can get it for? Seventeen hundred, eighteen hundred? Uh, yeah, that's the conservative price. Yeah, uh, I could probably stretch it two thousand. Yeah, um, the house right across from us that's probably has less square footage. Yeah, and is yeah not very well kept. Is renting at now fourteen hundred. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I was like. I found out how much that was going for. I found out through the guy who was giving me the quote for uh, my roof. Oh. He was like, oh, I was looking at renting that house over there. I was like, oh, yeah, how much is it going for? He's like, yeah, it was about $1,400 they are asking. I was like, 
what? For that? Oh. 14, I, I thought it was like maybe 900, 950. Yeah. 1400. I was like, okay, this, that's one of like the first inclination where I was like, oh, rent's going up in this area. Totally. Quite a bit. Yeah. Which my area is not like the nicest area by any stretch of the imagination. So I always kind of. Well, your street's pretty nice. Yeah. Street, I, I it, like your street. Yeah. Street's yeah. decent. Um, but I just like didn't, I've never pegged as one of those neighborhoods that's like everyone wants to be a part of. Um, but now it's like a lot of people are trying to get in on it. Yeah. Um, people are overpaying like crazy. For sure. At this point. 100%. I, uh, I had um, someone who does property management for me mm. look up the highest rental rate on one of the streets I own a property on. And the highest one for a matching unit was 1500 and I'm getting 1675 And then I rented a property in, in Clayton Park for 1600 and the exact same unit in the building just got rented for 1500 So... Oh boy! If you want me to find someone who's willing to pay too much for your apartment, I guess I know how to do that. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, it's also funny because uh, my parents are in an interesting s- situation. Oh. Yeah, and uh, they're like exploring the idea of renting out their townhouse. Right. And uh, you know, and just kind of taking it like, just kind of like they're kind of like thinking about it. they're in that kind of retirement stage right now. Where right. It's like, travel and go do stuff and yeah. you know not just be pegged to like one place um and uh, and i actually had to have a sit down conversation with them like do not sell your house no please don't no 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 and because uh, so there's other areas like other uh streets like other places on their street yeah um that's almost identical that are like renting over three thousand a month yeah and uh and i was like and I, they told me how much their overhead is and i was like dude Hundred percent rent out. Like yeah. You, either you, you cash out right now and have an amount of money they have to kind of pull from for the rest of your retirement, or always have money coming in on a monthly basis. Yeah. Why? And keep know. the asset. Exactly. Makes sense to me. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. So that's, well, that's an exciting change, though. Yeah. So, anyways, the reason I brought that up, there was a reason. It was because they were think uh, I brought you up as. Oh. That was the reason why they're deterred from doing it in the first place. They didn't want to deal with the management. Right. And I was like, Dalton would do it. Totally Dalton would. Yeah. <laughs> Friggin' right. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, we, uh, we love it. And there's like, yeah, I think I think that's what we need. He's like, Dalton's like the only guy we trust to do it. So, oh, yeah. my heart. There you go. Well, then tell them to reach out to me. I will. And we can talk. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're they're getting close so, to wanting to have conversations. So. Love it. Yeah, it just depends what happens with COVID at this point. Remember our weird driveway hangout like a year ago at your yeah. folks' place? Because of COVID, we had to sit like six feet apart. Yeah. I hated those. <laughs> what a year. But yeah, no, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely talk. Yeah, dope. So yeah, property managing. So you also, you also started your own short-term rental management company too, right? Uh, about a year ago. Yeah. I started a company called Hostable Property Management. And then COVID happened, um, where there wasn't a lot of action with short-term rentals because I started the company in February. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I kind of just let it go on the back burner, admittedly. There was just other priorities this year. Um, obviously, like, with the buying properties that kind of took off this year. So you just kind of got to go. You got to pivot to where the money is, right? Absolutely. So kind of put that on the back burner. But um, my first company was called Park City Leasing. And um, I kind of just migrated that into Parker Realty Group and offered property management as a service through them. But I've decided I don't like that. I want to use a separate company for the property management. 
and Leaf Parker Realty Group is like the corporate that like owns real estate. So right. um, I'm redoing everything for Park City Leasing now and mm-hmm. like relaunching the brand as 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 a property manager and leasing okay. stuff. Yeah. So nice. that's kind of what's on my plate with that stuff, but. Yeah, the, I mean, the property management stuff is, is fun because, one, you get to see a lot of cool homes, mm-hmm. for sure. Like, you know, people invite you into their homes. And then it's a really good way for you to get into real estate without any overhead. Right. The only thing is, is it, it's labeled as a fly-by-night business, mm. but you'll get no customers if you don't work for them. Because in, if you Google property managers Halifax, there's so many, mm-hmm. so many. So if you don't stand out, no one's going to, you know, right. come to you. So mm-hmm. the biggest thing is, like, marketing yourself, why you make a difference. Because every property manager does the same thing. It's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to build a lease. It's available on the Nova Scotia website. You have to have some people skills, know the law a little bit. Anyone can gain those skills for free. Mm. So you just have to be better than everyone else. Right. And that comes down to how much you want to work for it. Mm. But it's a really good way to earn some passive income because... You don't have the overhead of owning the property, but you take a cut of the rent. Right. Which is nice. Yeah. I mean, and so I remember you brought it, you just said, said like how <coughs> short-term rentals didn't really, aren't really happening. But it's funny how, at least within Nova Scotia, short-term rentals are popping. So, th- yeah. Because of everyone trying to get out of the city to go somewhere that's not their house. Right. Which I thought was really interesting. That's the thing is there was a lot of people who listed their short-term rentals but because the people who owned them really can't be anywhere else, they didn't need a management company. Right. Because they're already here. That makes sense. So I thought, you know what, rather than try and win at something that will not yield the results I'm hoping for, and maybe I was wrong, maybe I missed the mark, but that's the risk of doing business. Right. Maybe I should have focused there and I didn't. And that's that'll be my loss. Right. But I saw some very strong gains in long-term rentals, mm-hmm. so... I, I don't ever regret a decision I make. I, I did it in in the moment. It felt right, so it's right. Right. Yeah. That's totally fair. Yeah. So, do you you only manage properties that are within the city currently, right? Do you have you ever tried managing properties that are like kind of maybe in like New Glasgow or other parts of the province? So, um, no. Uh, one main reason is I'm, I like to be hyper involved when it's someone else's property. Okay. And it's something where I've got enough contacts in those areas that I'd rather refer the client to a company that I know can do a good job out there Mm -hmm. and say, I've got a client who's willing to sign, blah, blah, blah. You know, what can you do for me? And I'll give you their information. So just like a finder's fee, like, I just want 50% or something and, you know, pass the client over and I've built those relationships. But in the city, all the property management clients I have, those tenants come to me first. I'm the first point of contact for at least the first three months of their lease. And because I can't offer that service out of the city, I'm not willing to bend on what I stand for. So I just don't. That's fair. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So like with the property that we own in New Glasgow, we've hired a property management company there. Mm. So it's a little weird that I own a property management company, but I've hired one right. in New Glasgow. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I get you. Yeah, man. So what's your advice to, say, younger couple right now? Yeah. Um, we're just trying to get in the market right now, uh, but are battling FOMO, 
right uh, battling a lot of emotions when it comes to buying mm-hmm. uh, at risk and overpaying for something just for the sake of having something mm-hmm. um, and who are currently renting what would you say to and them? they're currently renting yeah whoa um I think the biggest thing is they would have to ask themselves why do they want to own if you want to own because society says when you hit 27 you should have a house and you should start to have a family then i think you should keep renting because you're not doing it for a good reason and you're just going to put yourself in debt for what especially if apartment living fits your lifestyle the way i look at it housing is an expense regardless if it's rent or mortgage if the money leaves your account it's an expense so it doesn't matter that said if you want a house because it's going to afford you a new lifestyle that fits where you and your partner are going if you want a house because you look at it as an investment and the numbers work that you're not going to be over leveraged and you're not going to become house poor, then I think it's a good investment. Or if you're looking at a duplex that gives you two units, you're going to live in one and rent the other, then you should do it yesterday because I don't think there's ever a bad time to put yourself in a position to cash flow. I'd even cash flow negative for a little bit to have the property now. Explain cash flow negative. I'd lose money. Okay. I would absolutely, on paper or in real life, whatever, whatever. if you're running it as a business or just as a couple who's, you know, collecting the rent personally, if after collecting the rent, you don't see the profit, so what that means is you have to use your own money to pay on your mortgage, that's okay because you're using your own money to pay rent. Mm. So if the rent you're collecting doesn't make the full mortgage payment and you have to chip in some of your own money, you're still, at the end of the day, paying off an asset. And you were ready to get rid of that money for rent anyway. Right. So I think if it's a means to getting you into investing, I don't think it's ever a really bad time. Mm. I really don't. That's not the first time I've heard that either. Yeah. Um, I've heard about a lot of investor, real estate investors been saying that. Like, it's never a bad time to get into the market. No. So that was interesting. Yeah, I, I really don't think it is. I mean, I, I was lucky with the one property I own in Clayton Park. Um, it was empty when I bought it. It was, it was a new construction. So I was able to set the rents. And that one's going to cash flow positive around f- close to $15,000 profit for the year. Oh. Then there's the one in New Glasgow where it was fully occupied. Government has 2% increase rule. And I've taken on a mortgage with landscaping, with pro- like oil bill, with all these different expenses that you know I, I don't really care to name. It is going to be very close to the profit line. But as long as your business doesn't lose money, you're paying off an asset without ever using your own money. Right. So real estate's a long game. You don't do real estate to be cash rich. You do real estate to become asset rich because you're never going to have a ton of cash in your pockets. And if you're in real estate just for the cash, you're in the wrong business because cash is no good. Cash sitting in a bank account does nothing. No. The most you're going to get is an 8% return on an S&P. Why? When you could put that into an asset that in 30 years has no mortgage and is going to yield you far more than 8% a year. Right. So if there's cash, it needs to start going into real estate, I think. Cash is trash. Cash is trash, dude. There's two things that Grant Cardone has said in his life that I agree with. And one is he wakes up every morning to look at how much cash he has in his accounts and figures out how he's going to spend it that day. Right. Because he's cash is trash. He, yeah. And he, he believes that through and through. 
There was one other thing that he said. Um, I think it's the whole housing is an expense thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- those are the two things that I, I resonate with. Is there should not be a ton of cash sitting in your account when you're running a real estate business. I've actually, it's funny you bring that up because that's something I feel too. Uh, this should be like emergency money. Oh, 100%. But, but I, I'm, I've been there too, where I, I especially in this like super inflation stage we're in right now. Yeah. Cash really is trash. Like you, you keep a thousand dollars in your account, it's going to be worth 700 in a couple weeks. Well, obviously I'm exaggerating, but it's going to go down in value yeah. in terms of your purchasing power. So it's actually better just to get rid of it and to get Buy it the stuff. thing. Yeah. Yeah, get the stuff that's going to make you money, or at least get you in a place to keep making money. That's kind. I'm I'm feeling that right now too. Where yeah. I'm looking at my there's like I only want to keep only about a thousand dollars in a liquid cash. Totally. In case something were to come up, as you said, something yeah. emergency. Everything else, I I I had a good chunk of money in my bank account. I was like, I got to get rid of all this uh-huh. yesterday. Yep. And get this start money making for me. Mm-hmm. For this money to start making money for me, and that's kind of where I'm like, okay, so I've. We talked about it last or a couple weeks ago, last week, um, where we kind of, I started diverting a bunch of funds into crypto. Totally. It's been going up. It's been yeah. great. I've got funds in uh, the stock market. Yeah. That's been going up nicely. Yeah. My next, my to complete the trifecta, I want to start getting into real estate. Mm-hmm. And I'm really annoyed that I have a bunch of equity in my house that's just sitting there and I want it to start working for me. Okay. So here's the worst that happens, right? You pull the cash out of your house. And you go, I'm scared. I don't want to buy. So then you just put the cash back into your house. Right. What's the worst that happened? Mm-hmm. You're out the penalty for making a lump sum payment. Right. Right. But the cash is better. It's letting it sit. It's not. And in that instance, the cash is better in your bank account because mm-hmm. it at least earns interest. Right. It earns nothing. The cash doesn't earn while sitting in your house. Right. The asset appreciates your your um, equity, I think, depreciates because, mm-hmm. as you said, when you have a thousand bucks, it can turn into seven hundred. Mm-hmm. The cash in your home is not doing anything, right? There's no interest payable on that. Yeah, that's what's, it's it's actually bothering me, especially seeing how much houses are going for in my area right mm-hmm. now. And I'm like, oh well, like by the day, market value of my house is going through the roof for sure. Uh, and I'm like, I got I I got to tap into this totally. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Wow. Yep. That's kind of right. Like, that's because me and Kelsey are at right now. Where Buy rural, dude. I'm done with the city. Yeah, trying to go rural. That's, we were just talking about it last night, me and Kelsey. We are talking about being more serious about possibly. Like, we've been talking about moving for a couple of yeah, years now. Yeah. It's been obviously an ongoing conversation. Yep. And we kind of like, ah, the payments are really nice right now. I'll be it. I'll admit it. Totally. Like, of I'm course. Like, I'm enjoying only paying a thousand bucks a month, everything included. Like yep. it. It's freed up a lot of cash flow for me to do other things with that cash. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I think I'm worried to take on a bigger payment um, because you don't have as as much access to cash. I think that's where I'm currently, headspace yeah. is currently at. Yep. So, yeah. That's very true. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you definitely will lose access to cash. But if... You, for example, right now, you said you pay a thousand bucks all in. Mm-hmm. So, if you bought a new property that you want to live in and then rent the other, say, buy a duplex, and your mortgage payment on that ends up being, well, let's say all in a month, you go to end up owing fifteen to seventeen hundred bucks a month. So then you've got that 
plus the oh, one sec, guys. That was rude. <laughs> um, and then say the thousand dollars a month at the other property, the first original property. A lot of those expenses that go into making that a thousand dollars would be pushed to a tenant. I'm assuming, right? Mm-hmm. Like there would be utilities and insurance that yeah. would then be on the onus of the tenant. Yeah. So would it be fair to say that that thousand dollars drops down to seven fifty or even lower, maybe? It could. So yeah. let's say it's six hundred, mm-hmm. and then let's say your new house, everything in is sixteen hundred. So then we'd be looking at what's that twenty two hundred bucks a month, right? In expenses to manage two properties, mm-hmm. and you're saying that you could rent the old one for around eighteen hundred, yeah. And the other unit, let's say you rent that for a grand, mm-hmm. you've got twenty eight hundred coming in on top of twenty two hundred. You've made six hundred bucks. So if you can live on six hundred bucks, plus I'm sure there's going to be some reserve cash in your personal bank accounts after you pay the expenses anyway, mm-hmm. you're still cash flowing positive. Interesting. I see you. Those are very rough numbers. Yeah. And mean nothing really. Yeah, but no, I got you. I think it's worth doing the serious calculations. Yeah. I want to get serious about it. Yeah. I guess the time has come. I will say, and you know what? I had access to a property with a paid off mortgage for an entire year, year and almost a half. Mm. And I talked to game dude. I was like, I'm, I'm in real estate. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then I did not, What? but I wasn't, I thought I was. Mm. And then one day I was, cause I went and bought another and I bought another when, and that's like, okay, you can, you can say it now, but it's like for a long time, I was like, yeah, I'm in real estate guys. I, I'm a, I'm a landlord of two units, dude. With 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 a f- house sitting on three hundred eighty thousand dollars cash, right? Doing nothing, so not doing renovations, not doing upgrades, not buying new. You know, so what was that money good? It was good for nothing, right? It looked good on paper, made my net worth look nice, mm-hmm. but that's stupid. Who cares? I'd rather owe the banks one point five million dollars than have one point five million dollar net worth because in thirty years my net worth will be quadruple. So I'd rather owe the banks that much money than have it. That's fair. So what happens when... Um, oh, yeah. Let's go. So currently right now, guys, we uh, we film from the corner of Prince Street and Barrington Street. And we have a dude who is parked in front of a fire hydrant. And he's and, getting nerked. And uh, Halifax... Compliance. Compliance. I just giving him an earful. And, and uh, he's complying. He's complying. They did their job. Fight the good fight, y'all. You're the heroes of our society. Honestly, park where you want. <laughs> <laughs> Screw Halifax compliance, dude. <laughs> fight the good fight. Oh, man. Anyway, so um, cash is trash. Yeah, that's the big onus that I would say is is it's doing nothing sitting in, in inequity in a, in a property. And it, it can do so much from repairs because little things like I bought a $300 air conditioning unit for a small apartment in West End, in turn got an extra $100 a month. So I just made $900 a profit in the first year. And thereafter, it's $1,200 a month, free, free money. So, but you have to have the cash to be able to buy that. Mm-hmm. You have to have the cash to paint the place. You have to have the cash to buy new nice appliances and, and flooring and hire contractors. And that's another thing is you have to have a team of trustworthy people. 
you need to have a contractor you can lean on, an electrician and a plumber. Mm. Because it's no good when a tenant goes, toilet's leaking, and you go, okay, I'm just going to go to Kijiji and try and find a plumber, do my due diligence, see if I trust them, and then figure out how they're going to bill me, and then send them to the property. Right. You need to be on texting basis with this person, go here now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's super important too. Right. Because you, it's easy to buy a rental property, rent it, and then say I'm a landlord, and then when you need to step up, go, I don't know what I'm doing. So you either need to know what you're doing or hire someone who does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna be leaning towards the hiring. Uh, totally. Because like it's like I'm, I'm I hit it. I don't blame you. This idea hit me today too. Where, I mean, this week's been like a rough week in terms of there's a lot of going on with the clients with depth and stuff like that. For sure. And then it hit me that I was like trying to get prepared for tonight's show and mm-hmm. this at the other. And I was like, then it hit me. I was like, oh. And you can say this for yourself too. Like we yeah. technically, you more so. Uh, for me personally, I, I currently run two companies. Right. Elevate and depth. Right. That's how it's kind of turned out to be, which I've never really equated that much in my head before. But yeah. I started realizing Elevate's been taking a lot out of me. Yeah. Uh, in some ways. And uh, and depth is obviously super demanding. So if I get into real estate, I'm definitely hiring someone mm-hmm. to do this stuff for me. There's no way I have the time for it. Yeah. So Totally. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, that's another thing is the word company the sooner you can put any of your real estate holdings into a company, the safer you'll be. Mm. Um, especially when you start letting other people live in them. The issue is sometimes our traditional bank looks at, once you're incorporated, they look at you as a corporation, which you technically are. So mm. I don't blame them, but you might end up having to pay commercial interest rates, right? Which are two to four points higher, right? Even right now. Yeah. Right, so that's tricky. So, I mean, I think when you've only got like one or two, it's probably fine. It's probably fine, especially where that's not your main focus. That's I'm assuming. I don't want to okay. speak for you, but I'm assuming it'll be more of a side passive income move. Yeah, it's gonna be like a, definitely like a passive. It's a passive move to slowly start increasing net worth. Right. In a lot of ways. Yep. Um, yeah, that's Larry. Because I love how you're joking earlier. It's like, you know, I don't care if my net worth is this at the other. And I was like, yeah, like I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to hit a net worth of a million dollars, even though that's not gonna really mean much in a couple of years because crash trash. But uh, I'm trying to get to the point where like just you start just finding different ways to start growing wealth. Totally, so you're not reliant on one thing because if one thing kaputs, then you're screwed. Totally. Uh, so I'm trying to figure out different ways to get that money strolling in. Yeah. And that's, you know what I mean, 100%, which is why I have looked into and purchased into um, what's called fractional real estate investing. I think I spoke about it a little bit mm-hmm. before. Um, but basically, I've, I've bought shares, shares in developments in like Philadelphia, and I've got investment in uh, a development in Mexico, I believe. Oh, wow. Um, and you don't see any real reward because these are startups. Yeah. So they have to meet their goal for you to really, so there's a risk that I lose the money, but it's a way for me to expand to places that I definitely couldn't right now, fractionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I think there's always a way to make money with real estate. Mm-hmm. Even buying a REIT on the stock market can, you'll use some dividends. Right. I think there's some behind every business. I think there's real estate. Do you know McDonald's is a real estate business? Oh, 100%. Yeah. They're a real estate business. They are not a, a restaurant business. 
they own every plot of land, about 90%, where every McDonald's sits and rent it to the franchisee. That's crazy. They are a real estate company. That's unreal. Yeah. All right. Mac, what are your thoughts on this so far? I'm curious. Of like someone who's in school, who's on the up, and trying to figure out life with finances and kind of what you're thinking here and all this. No, I find it interesting because, I mean, half the time that Dalton was talking, I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Sometimes I don't either, Yeah, it's just, and which, I mean, it's it's fine. Like, I don't know any of this. But I think I'm going to have to because once I technically move back to Ontario, my dad wants me to, I will be owner of his house and he wants me to rent it out right when he dies he's like you're gonna rent this place out because it's like right downtown newmarket right and the house it's a bungalow yeah but i have no idea what to do <laughs> he's just like rent it out and i'm like okay and refinance <laughs> that thing dude take the money out of it but that's the thing i have no idea how to do like he's just saying it to me as like this is what you're right. gonna have to do like and the I'm fly like, by night TikTok investors are like real estate. Yeah, yeah. and I'm yeah. like, that's what I'll I'll be like. Yeah, I'm a landlord. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, I don't know what that means. Totally, <laughs> it's easy to just be a landlord, mm. but then it's harder to make it into a business. I would say. Right. And I've struggled with that for sure. Like I spent stupidly for probably the first year, which I can still feel the ramifications from today for sure, and I probably always will. I'll always be a year behind. So you'll feel that. So I think the biggest thing is to just go right to the bank, get the cash out, and buy another one. Like immediately just buy another. Okay. Yeah. Because, wow. I mean, I would love to just stay in Ontario. I mean, Ontario is so expensive. Totally. So general, then, you, then you buy the duplex and live in one side. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, right now, because my dad rents it out, but he still, he lives in the basement. Oh, like, there's two apartments. Yeah, it's a basement apartment. It's a oh. money. It's a gold mine, man. Yeah. Dude. Oh, whoa. Because, and he, like, he doesn't, he rent, well, he rents it out to a friend, so it, he gives him kind of a deal, but, like, mm. my mom was just even like, no, he should be charging more. Like, mm-hmm. You're right downtown. And I was like, yeah, I could see it. Yeah. It's an, it's he ain't a, your friend. Because <laughs> it's a two, it's a two bedroom bungalow, one bath, full kitchen. Everything is open concept. I mean, I had always, I grew up in the house, so I loved right. it. But I had always thought, well, once like my dad passes on, I was like, I would love to build it up into like an actual like, not just a bungalow, like add a second floor right. and like do stuff with that. And I was like, I don't know if if that's feasible, but I'm like be kind of cool totally big backyard like mm-hmm. has a gazebo has a shed all this stuff yeah, even if, if you're able to like build it up in such a way where you know you end up t- turning into a third a unit plex yeah. yeah it'd be crazy Dang. a triplex that sucker yeah but that's very yeah. similar like the property that i've got in this end of the city was my grandmother's house that mm-hmm. i lived in and it's like there's a part of it where it's like it doesn't matter that it's a business that i can never see that go right i lived there yeah Right? So it's like, I think you're allowed to have some heart in business. Like, you're allowed to have, there's allowed to be sentimental value. Yeah, there's uh, there's parts of me that, you know, like I was, you know, cracking jokes probably about a month ago where, like, my childhood home just sold for 1.7. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, like, I always had this dream, like, I would love to buy that house back just for the sake of having it back. Oh, there's a house in North and Halifax where I grew up, and I was like, oh, one day. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm getting that thing And back. the one next to the one I own, because mm-hmm. he's the one who tried to sue me, and I'm going to tear it down. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my only vendetta. Go off. That's it. You tried to sue me. That's my only vendetta. I'm going to kill that guy. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> oh, whoa. Financially. Financially. <laughs> financially. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. oh man, that's but hilarious. I get it. You do want to. It's isn't that a dream to own your childhood home? Like yes, yes. I think. I uh, yeah. I don't know why. It's just like to show your parents when you be like, look, we can go inside again. Like, and just I don't know if it's to relive everything or what. I don't know why, because it wouldn't even make sense to buy the one I grew up in because it's n- hardly a rental property. Right. But I just want it. Right. That's even how I'm feeling about like the house in Toronto where like. Actually, there's houses in the area that rent for like five grand a month. Oh, I'm sure because it was on Donda. Uh, it was on. Uh, it was just south the Bloor. South the Bloor. Yeah. Like okay. It was a Royer from Bloor. Okay. And uh, so a street called Prince Edward Drive. And um, yeah, like there's houses in that area going for about five grand, fifty-five hundred a month. What? Like that's crazy. And so I'm like, so if you buy it for one point seven, it's actually kind of worth the, f- the rental. Uh, it is actually kind of worth to buy it for renting it out. Yeah. Um, because that's that's an insane amount of rent. Yeah, your mortgage wouldn't even be that on one point seven million. I'm curious, what would it be? Let's do the calculations on the sucker. It would probably be like three grand a month, somewhere in the three to thirty five hundred. So yeah, you got to put at least twenty percent down, right? Um, on that sucker. Yeah, because you can't live in it and rent it, so you need twenty. I mean, it would be kind of, I mean, no, I don't think it would even cover it. What do you mean? Well, with your, including your property taxes, insurance, all that stuff. Yeah. At 30 years, that's 5,600 a month. Really? So never mind. Whoa. Rip. But yeah. I'll build it as a museum to myself. Wow. Yeah. So you can't even buy it for investment. That's crazy. So you can only buy it to live in it. Yeah, and that's this tough thing about that neighborhood too. It, it was happening before we moved, but you'd have these families who were just like they just over leveraged themselves like crazy to buy these homes because they're so freaking expensive. Mm-hmm. And and then what happens is one of the spouses loses their job and they lose their house just overnight. Yeah, like it's it's unfortunate. It sucks. That's kind of where I'm at right, right now. So, like, I'm trying to figure out how to keep diversifying income that's coming in so that we can afford our dream home one day mm-hmm. um, and not face that issue of, like, if someone dies and loses their income, then we're toast. Yeah. Like, like that sucks. Like, that's kind of – I think, as personally, what I'm seeing right now is it, I think it's going to come. It's not going to be an overcorrection, but there will mm. be a correction in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to see the prices we once did, but there will be a correction. And you're gonna have a lot of people who've over leveraged themselves like crazy in this market because of FOMO and emotion. And as, as soon as I saw that math today, as soon as interest rates go up even one percent, it decreases the uh, the market value by ten percent. Crazy! Home. It's craziness. So it's you so know. I, I mean, I'm familiar like on the commercial aspect, like how my mortgages and stuff work. But I'm like, for years, for say you take a. a home equity line of credit out on your property and then your property value goes down by 20%. Does your line of credit get adjusted by that 20% or did you luck out because you pulled it at the right time? That's actually a good question from what I've understood. Um, you're good until you have to sell that home. If you have to sell that home, 
you're not going to be, and you're not able to pay off that line of credit, and then you're kind of screwed. Totally. Yeah. yeah, of course. But until you kind of realize the, uh, the debt, the debt, you, you're, I think you're pretty sure you're good. Right. That's yeah. what I was under the impression of. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then, I mean, the, as long as, yeah, y- your intent is not to sell, yeah. you are usually okay. Mm-hmm. And that's what the 80% rule is for there too, right? In case that happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you're 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 right on the FOMO. This was not the time to buy a house because you wanted to live in the city. Correct. This <laughs> was the time to buy a house or an investment property twenty minutes out, ten minutes out that you don't live in. Yeah, like you know, that's the, that's the time right now. Yeah, you know, because that's what's happening too. You have all these people moving over from Ontario. Yeah. Or it's like, you know, $600,000 got me a bungalow I had to tear down, but here it gets me a house on the ocean. Yeah. You know? Like, exactly. <laughs> right? And land. I'm really into land at the moment. Here's why. Because um, with land, I think buying it no matter where, when, whatever, by nature of real estate and, and living, land value will always either stay the same or go up. It's very rare that land value goes down. Like they'd have to put a dump or something that would detract from your land value, which is quite rare, especially in a developed town. So if you can get land right now, like in Windsor, in Wolfville, in New Glasgow, in Truro, and just sit on it, that can mean a lot, I think, in 10 years when we have to push everyone out of Halifax. Mm. Where are they going to go? Good point. Like, even if 50% leave Nova Scotia entirely, where are the other 50% going to go? Right. Even if there's 10% that have to go to those areas, I'd rather them come to me. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, that's the thing that I'm, I'm seeing right now, too, because you bring up a great point, where if we initially had a you know, population of HRM at about 500,000 mm-hmm. before this population boom hit. Mm-hmm. I'm curious where it's going to be at. Um, this is a census year too. Oh, it is a year. That's right. You're right. Yeah. I'll, I'll be very curious who's like what the population is. Mm-hmm. Um, because from there, because like we've talked about it more than that times. You can't just reinvent Halifax. The city is so poorly designed and, f- and yeah, from infrastructure perspective, totally. It's not re- like it can't handle m- more than five hundred thousand people. No, no, yeah. those serious changes. Seriously, like, and we can't. We 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 can't. We can't do them. And you can't just do it overnight. We're not China. Yeah. Straight up. Like, yeah. Like, we are very slow, have very slow processes. Totally. It's not going to happen. So, I'm like, so as you said, people have to go somewhere. Have to go somewhere. It's going to get too too congested here. Yep. Yep. Too quickly. 100%. So, that's why, like, uh, we put an offer in on a piece of land in the town of New Glasgow today that my plan is just to sit on for a while. Almost like a stock. Yeah. Just, I'm just going to sit on it. I'm obviously, I'm, I have, if I get it, I'm going to talk immediately with my, financial advisor on development loans and then talk to the city on zoning bylaws and what that would look like to develop the land. But if the deal's not good right now, then I don't have to do it right now. Mm. Be- the only thing that sucks about buying land is you need 50% down. Right. That's a lot. Yeah. But it's not a whole lot for that type of land though. Like 17 G's. Yeah. That, um, if it works out, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I suppose I can say the price because 
Oh, I'll probably bad. I'll, bad. no, because we'll know by when this goes live. Oh, this right. goes and go live on Monday. So if I don't know by then, I probably didn't get it. Right. So yeah, exactly is mm-hmm. is where I'm hoping to pay for it. So it's like that's I have to. Yeah. I mean, even then, like I would. I mean, granted, the game, it, the name of the game is trying to keep things free flowing. But like, I I would put a hundred percent down on it personally. If I had it, oh um, yeah. So you don't have to be paying interest on it. Exactly. So um, that's the thing is is that's what we're hoping to do. Mm-hmm. But even if you have to take the mortgage, right? If <laughs> like it would be like what seven? I don't know. I don't do math. Seventeen five divided by two. Yeah. And then over however long uh, you can probably finance it over thirty years, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, good. Like what? Could you imagine? You'd be paying under hundred bucks a month. Yeah. Easy peasy. So it's like whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Thank you. I think you're onto something, man. I think I've been looking at the property game too lately. And I'm like, properties aren't like people are buying vacant. Um, but it's not I find that people have a hard time seeing future and being visionaries that way. Yeah. And so things are just sitting. Yeah. And uh now's the time to try and get some cheap property. Yeah, I want it if I get this land that like that's the one the one where i'm like because i haven't entered development space i right. so that's when it's like it's for real my designs of what i want to build and look like come to life and really i i mean everyone knows that i want every landlord to hate me and if i can piss off everyone on that street with how nice my building is the features that come with it and everything if i make every other building look like crap i win because either they're going to have to change and all the rents go up, which means mine do, mm-hmm. or they realize they can't make it and it just gives me the ability to just keep buying. Right. So either way, that where I'm hoping to get this land, I want to shake it up, make nine. Like I want to, I want to shake it up for sure. That's fair. I'm curious what development looks like for vacant land. Um, I think that's like part of the reason why people are scared from buying vacant lands because like the process is unknown. Totally. It's hard it's a, enough to try and a buy a deal. home, let alone trying to pro- develop a piece of land. Absolutely. And it's, and it's not going to be cheap. No, you know, it's not, that's the reality is it's going to cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. But on, in the way, like if you're developing for like a house, yep. Like right now to develop a house, you know, 2,500 square foot home, it's expensive. It'll mm-hmm. probably run you about, 600,000, 650,000 to yep. build it. Yeah. But if you're smart with where you bought your land and you're smart with how you develop the land, mm-hmm. your $650,000 home might be worth 1.2 million. Exactly. So And then you refi. Boom. Equity already. Do it again. Let's freaking go, boys. Refi all day. That's the biggest thing is where I got this property right now. A ref- That's why I don't want to develop it right now because the area is not as hot on the side of the land where I'm looking. But in 10 years, they're going to run out of room on the side they're developing and they're going to have to go to my side. Right. And I'm already going to have property. Mm. Then when I build and when I refi, it's a different game because I bought it today's price and I'm refinancing when it's booming. And I could be wrong. I could, this mm. could be a, a bust. Dream. Who knows? Yeah, I could bust. That's, that's the fun of it, right? And you know what? But it's fun to think I won't. Yeah. Dude, the game is fun. Totally. Period. You know, just doing things like that. Um, I think I think you've inspired me. Good. I think I'm going to uh, pull out a HELOC and actually go up for the vacant land instead of buying pro- uh, instead of buying totally 
Um, Set your viewpoint right out of Halifax. Yeah, that's what I'm just gonna do. Hundred percent. No point. People already live here. People already live here. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Let's just do it. And uh, I'm just, you know, sorry, Kelsey, but uh, we're doing it. No, yeah, kidding. we're moving to New Glasgow. Sorry. <laughs> we're gonna. There's, there's a Starbucks and a Sobeys. <laughs> Get ready. But yeah, I think that's what we're gonna do. Is like, cause like the, that's our goal. Is we don't really care. Like I just, it, it just doesn't feel right for us right now to leave, move our, from our home. Like just yeah. to me, it doesn't. When at first, when it came to like when we bought our initial home, yeah, it, the timing felt right. Yeah, this is just like it feels super forced to leave right now for us. And I'm like, you know what? I think I like that longer range mentality. Of yeah, like let's just see what happens. And Especially the one thing that everyone should remember as well: when you take out a HELOC, you only need to have enough for a down payment on another property. Right. You don't need to have enough to buy another. Yeah. As long as you can do the down payment, you got it. Mm-hmm. That's very high level. You have to afford property tax and insurance and blah 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 blah. Yeah. But you know what I mean. See, that's a question I have to ask my insurance broker. I don't even know if I need insurance on vacant land. I don't I imagine. Like, what if someone hurts themselves on my land? Because there's no fence around it. Oh. Or do I put up a fence? Or do I build a wall? Build the wall. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I had to. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I I don't. I've never dealt with vacant land before. That's interesting. Honestly, I I understand if someone were to hurt themselves on your property, but just me as just a Joe schmo. It just don't go on my land. So stupid to like, have insurance on vacant land. <laughs> I know. Oh. Like if you choose to run through a wooded lot and you break your leg, you shouldn't have been running through a wooded lot. It well, that's far too much onus on someone with common sense. But also think about it, though, is this okay? Say you did do that, where you like busted your hip. Yeah. Walking through, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I mean, there's there are people who would do this, but like it wouldn't be it wouldn't per- pass through my mind. To sue? To b- go out of my way to find who owned that land. Oh. then sue them. <laughs> oh, there they are. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, especially, I would say, in a small town. Oh, of course. Everyone knows somebody. Uh, well, and that, everyone's... <sighs> Listen, you know what? Maybe my... You know what? Everyone in Halifax would do it, too. Because everyone is trying to... Ca- like, everyone is chasing a check, dude. 100%. Everyone. Yeah. I Every time I slip and fall in public, I jokingly go, who can I sue? Is it a joke sometimes? Like, I don't know. Like, sometimes <laughs> I say it's so, like, real. I'm like, well, maybe I should. You know? <laughs> like, but I don't. Because it's my fault that I slipped. You know? So, I don't. What a world we live in. Yeah. It's all good. The economy is fake. Oh, uh, money's... This is all for nothing. really is. Uh, it was funny. I, I saw a TikTok. It cracked me up. How it was like, reason number two why the economy is fake you know, the bank will give a 18-year-old $200,000 loan for Med school. school, yeah. Uh, but won't give a mortgage to a 25-year-old for a home. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> or when you go to the bank and you're like, I've been spending $2,000 a month in rent. And they're like, but you can't afford $1,300 a mortgage. Right? What? The logic makes I no literally can. I yeah. can afford it. I've proven I can. I have <laughs> I'm drowning record. with rent and I would live comfortably with this mortgage. Yeah, and you're saying I can't. Crazy. I hate traditional banks, dude. Bank with a credit union. Dalton shouts out the credit union one more time. I have banked with every big bank in this country, and they suck. They do suck. Shout out Pierre Paul Pierre today, though. Uh, he got into, he was going after the uh, 
the big three telecom companies. Good. Which I was it's happy to see. I ran out of data again for the second month. Bear in mind, I do have 20 gig unlimited. But that's <laughs> not the point. I called, and they were like, we have a 50 gig plan. Oh. But it's only for new clients. Oh, nice. So now I have to leave again. Because I have to make a point. So I have to leave. I just switched to Telus three months ago because Bell made me angry. So now I'm going to go to Rogers. Because <laughs> I'm running out of data and I hate when my data is slow. I am so curious what you do to run out of your data. Dude, I watch YouTube videos on data. Oh, there it is. Yeah, okay. it's my fault, but it's, you know. Yeah. But come on, 50 gigs, let's go. Yeah, and it's, it wasn't that much more money. They were like, yeah, it's actually, it's, it's, they were like, it's on promo. It's only 15 bucks more than what you spend. They sold me the dream, and they're like, but it's only for new clients. So you'd have to, like, activate a new line and, like, port your number over to it this weird convoluted way. And I was like, so there's nothing that you can do to just, like, make it happen. And they were like, no. Okay. One, why is our unlimited data 95 bucks anyway? Right. When in the States it's 35, four lines, four new iPhones, unlimited data. Supply and demand, baby. Well, and lack of competition. I was say we it's have equal supply and demand. We don't have competition. It's Bell and Rogers. Bell oh, tells yeah. Rogers. Yeah. Yeah, the, and those three own the three little ones. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's... when, And that was the big thing, was that was why Pierre was talking today, because... Rogers, no, Telus. Mm. I think it was Telus. No, it was Rogers. Rogers just struck a huge deal with Shaw, which is a cable company, telecom company yep. in the West. Yep. And uh, essentially an, al- um, an amalgamation. Whoa. As Rogers or as Shaw? As Rogers. Oh, okay. But like they essentially took Shaw. Cool. Looks like they That's bought a them out. Big buy. Huge buy, but like it's gotten it's such a big buy that the government's c- keeping a close eye on it because it's almost it, it, these guys are too powerful, man. It's ridiculous. It essentially makes them a fifty billion dollar company. From Verizon tried to come here. Yep. And the big three were like, they're not touching our infrastructure, and then they paid the government to say you're not allowed to build new infrastructure. It's crazy, man. What? Bell, let's talk about that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you kidding? I hate that. What was that too much? Bell, let's talk. No. <laughs> let's talk about that. Let's talk about Bell, let's talk. And how that. Is a joke? <gasps> yeah, that blew up this year. Yeah. It was mainly blowing up for people to be like, this is trash. Yeah. Like, we should be talking about mental health, not just one day of the year. Yeah. And then what is this money even going towards? Totally. Back into Bell's pocket, like because that's what yeah. I don't know. I mean, as an ex Bell employee, I definitely like felt valued as an employee, and like they had good mental health programs for employees. And I never felt like I was left to swim on my own if I was struggling. Not everyone shares in that experience because I know a lot of ex Bell employees come out on Bell Let's Talk Day. I can't relate to those experiences, but I also don't know where the money goes. Like they don't say, really, they don't. I've never been able to see, so I don't know. This is why we need cryptocurrency. Okay. True. We are, like, repetitive, dude. I go on a tangent, and then we end up on Bitcoin. Eh? <laughs> no, it's just that you brought up a good point where it's, like, someone brought up the issue of, like, the problem with crypto is that the government can more easily track your purchases. They can? Yeah. With crypto? Yeah, because it's, it's, yeah, it's, everything's associated with your number. Right, right? like, digitally, I yeah. suppose. Yeah, with your, so yeah. It's, if someone really wanted to track it down, they could figure it out. Totally. But... 
it goes both ways too, which is a cool part. Yeah, we could see where Bell's sending it. Bell's sending it. That, as well as you can now see where your favorite party, a government party, is getting their funding from. Right. You can see each transaction that takes place, which I think was actually pretty cool too. I think we should be able to see that. Shouldn't that be public knowledge? It should be, but it's not. Yeah, I don't see how party donations aren't public. That's why we need crypto, bro. Yeah, or accountability. <laughs> accountability is a joke. In this <laughs> yeah, let's get real. It <laughs> is, man. There's no real accountability. Wow. Well, it was a good show. It was. Thank you all so much. It was great. It was a good one. Well, thank you all so much for joining us. We're grateful that you took the time out to listen to our ramblings of real estate. That's it. And a little bit of crypto at the end. Thank you all so much for listening. So however you listen, whether you be walking home. On the bus. On hold with Rogers. Oh, straight up. That's real. Whatever you're doing. Wherever you are. We love you. Peace. We're out.